This is a very special episode. We've got the winners of Apple's macro challenge that are going to come in and talk to me about how they took their photo, how they approach photography in general, and the differences between mobile photography and bigger cameras and all sorts of interesting details. But first, I'm going to talk to Kyan Drance. She is the senior VP of iPhone marketing. You might have seen her at the Apple keynotes. She's the one that makes the big announcements on stage and knows everything there is to know about iPhone photography. Hi, Kyan. This is great to talk to you. Hi, Tyler. It's great to see you and great to be here. Yeah, um, we're here because of the macro photography contest, which... Winners have just been announced. So, uh, well, c congratulations on having a successful contest. It's really cool to see international people from a variety of backgrounds. Like some are photographers, some are just, you know, do it as a hobby. But all of them are able to participate in these Apple contests. And I don't know, I guess, tell me a little bit more about how this started as a contest. Sure. Well, one of the things that we believe at Apple is that the true potential of our products is fully realized when it gets into the hands of our users. And this challenge in particular really showcases that beautifully. As you mentioned, we have people from all different backgrounds, some of them who are novices or just interested in photography to pro photographers. We've got people who are students, graphic designers, engineers, and just from all different backgrounds picking up this iPhone camera and taking part in this amazing challenge. And the photographs that you've seen, you know, they all look at these small details mm -hmm. and they make them so epic. And right. it's a great reminder for all of us to slow down and take in that beauty around us uh, that this incredible camera can bring us. Yeah, I think one of the most interesting things about the macro lens is that it's going to be a lot of people's first time ever, ever even seeing objects that close. I mean, other than using a microphone, uh, a magnifying glass, it's that experience of they might even be surprised just bringing their phone close to an object and suddenly seeing like, wow, I can see details I didn't realize exist. I mean, I think it's amazing with leaves, for example. As you get closer and closer, especially if there's a light behind it, you can start to see like the little cells that are collecting yes. light in it and, and you start discovering the world. So even if it's not all about photography, you can have this window into another world that you didn't have otherwise. Absolutely. And, and that's just such a lovely description of it. And one of the things is that macro photography has traditionally been a technique that's been reserved to pro photographers right. who need to carry around a separate lens or need special equipment potentially. And now on the iPhone 13 Pro, which is our most advanced camera system, but here is this new macro capability that, as you said, you can just bring the camera close. It'll automatically get into that really stunning, sharp focus mm -hmm. to be able to take such tremendous detail and really illuminate an ordinary thing into an extraordinary thing. Yeah. As you said, leaves, flowers, the span of things that we saw um, in the winning photographs uh, just sort of transforms you and really shows you that detail that, like you said, some people have just never even bothered to look Absolutely. or see before. I mean, macro lenses are expensive. There are like it's it's hard to access. You know, it costs. Uh, the, the, um, we just rented one for a photography job the other day, and it costs almost as much as an iPhone mm -hmm. for the lens, right? So there's this accessibility where everybody is suddenly going to be able to get into that. And I'm hoping to ask some of the contest winners for some technique tips as well, because it is different. I mean, uh, like a challenge, you'll, if you're trying to do like a really controlled setting, you might block the light, let's say with like the actual camera. So you have to make sure that your light's coming from the right angle. So hopefully I'll get some advice on that. On well, that yeah. Well, what that. was great is that for all the photographs that it seems like the winner took a different approach yeah. for some people, it was something they very carefully made sure they had a, a dark background or they put a light on it. Mm -hmm. For some people, they were literally walking in their park with the dog and noticed. Discovered 
weird that yeah. oh there's these snowflakes on the dog's hair i'm going to lean over and take a photograph and it's yeah, just yeah, yeah. and it's such really wonderful to see sort of these different ways that people are getting into taking these macro shots yeah. well and, and since i have you i'd love to talk about a bit of how we've gotten there with the iphone in general because it's it's done this for macro photography now but it's also done this for all of our photography um like what, what when you were young before we had digital cameras do you have any like specific memories of what it was like taking film photos? Because the there was this very different approach of like we would take less photos if we were on vacation. We would take we were much more like, you know, even looking back at memories that my parents were capturing, we just have less of them in total because there was this uh, cost to every single one. And now we've got incredible quality from every single camera that we all have in our pockets. Um, I don't know. Like, do, do you remember what it felt like to have that change? Uh, yes, uh, and I, I do wish we had iPhone around when I was younger. I'd probably have more pictures of myself. <laughs> Not that I need to see more pictures of myself, yeah. but certainly, I think just having this generation of something so powerful yet accessible and easy to use, right? And even though it's this incredibly powerful and capable camera that has all these great features, we wanted to make it really easy so that you didn't have to understand the history of cinematic video, or right. yeah. you don't have to understand, you know, what what it means to have bokeh and how to create a portrait mode photograph, but really you can just go to your phone and start experimenting and playing with it and just, and just taking pictures and taking videos. Sure. And as you said, sort of, you know, so much of what we do, you can instantly see it, right? As opposed to before you'd have to, maybe if you took enough photos, you didn't have to wait some period of yeah. time for the photos to be developed. And then you might not have as much of a connection to the moment and inspire you to capture more while you're there because you've already passed that moment. Right. And I mean, for me, it was a it was a huge learning. So when I was learning, photography was right as we switched from film to digital, and that digital experience is really quick for a learning because you're making mistakes instantly. Exactly. You're like, oh, this light behind the person means I can't see them. Maybe I should turn them around. Or, um, you know, also having a variety of lenses on your phone means you can play with an ultra wide angle or a telephoto, and you you have it all to make those experiments right away. So if you ever get a bigger camera, you understand you start understanding this relationship. So something I actually like about what, what iPhone has done as well is that it takes an approach to those lenses that kind of um, acknowledges traditional photography. So even calling the lenses the names that photographers do, right? Like the wide angle is is the wide and the ultra wide is the ultra wide, which is, is, how, is how we call them. So I don't know. I've, it, it, what I like about it is that it gives people a, a door to any level of photography at any point in the future. You know, they start off with their iPhone and they're actually learning the real principles that are going to propel them forward into either a career or just great family photos too. So Absolutely. And I think that's so well said, and especially now with iPhone 13 so accessible and in the pockets of many people, we do hope folks also seeing the winner's photographs and just being inspired mm -hmm. for everyone to sort of go discover their inner photographer, even if it's not something that they've maybe spent as much time in, but seeing how easy it is, how it's the same tool that they have in their pocket that they can now go out. And even with macro photographs, you don't have to go to exotic places necessarily to take phenomenal pictures. It could literally be the plant that's sitting across from you in the room or right. some, an everyday object or something that you just have. And hopefully that journey of discovery um, will be empowered through through the iPhone camera. Another thing that's been like evolving with iPhones over the years that makes me love shooting on my phone more than my big camera sometimes is the way that HDR works. So this isn't a brand new feature. It's an evolving feature. So each generation, it does feel a little bit brand new. Um, but there's always this balance, too, of wanting to keep it feeling real versus, yes. um, but you're still capturing all the data. I'd just love to know more about how you guys 
think about that process of like how much HDR is appropriate and like what, you know, what's the, what's the target for you guys? How do you think about it? Sure. Yeah. And it's good that you point out HDR, you know, we have been evolving HDR now and smart HDR for really being able to do even more across all the photos that you take. You know, one of the things that is important is of course, there's all this great technology behind it first most, right? We've got, we do our cameras, we design our silicon, the neural engine, we've got software algorithms on top and it all works together across these elements in a way that really creates phenomenal photos and videos. And we talk about computational photography, computational video being able to do even more than what um, the camera lens itself would be able to achieve. And we think that's been a really powerful step for us and for iPhone. But on the other side of that is there's always still that human element. And so you have all these great engineering technologies and great processes from there. But we also balance that against just our human eyes and our appreciation for the art of photography and appreciation that these are people's precious life's moments that we're capturing and that we actually still sit down and review thousands of images, you know, looking with our eyes mm-hmm. and and using that to balance not just the technology, but like, hey, is this going to be a photograph and a memory that you want to keep? Not just an image, but a memory that you want to keep as well. Absolutely. I also love it for, um, for, for video memories as well. Like this, I mean, might even be more impactful for people because people didn't take as many photos, but they definitely took a lot less videos because... The cameras were more expensive. They're more rare. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Right. Um, Another thing I feel like almost gets underrated is just how phenomenal the video quality is coming out of out of iPhones. Um, The fact that the HDR has now basically on par. I mean, it feels the same. Like the quality doesn't take a dip when you switch between photo and video, which is really I I find remarkable. And and that's where I really notice the gap. That if I take Mm -hmm. a video it's hard to get that much dynamic range on even the most expensive cameras. Like the, the professional cameras filming us right now cannot always like get the sky. So we'll take a shot and in, in the iPhone, we see this beautiful blue sky and we lose it. Um, I don't know, I guess talk to me a bit about like that, that kind of video quality, which works with all three lenses as well, kind of matches yep. uh, seamlessly as you switch between them. For sure. And and it's great that you point out video because it has gotten even more advanced. You know, one of the, something we probably take for granted is the stabilization. You know, the fact that we have this amazing industry leading stabilization and now we're processing all these great things in video like HDR as we get up to the higher 4K frame rates. We can do things through slow-mo. We've got time-lapse and even with macro, right? You can do macro slow-mo and macro time-lapse. And so we've expanded all this great computational photography benefit now to video. And now you've got cinematic mode, which as you know, the art of focus pulling is something that's right, not to yeah. be taken lightly. Yeah. It's a dedicated job. It's a on dedicated a movie, job, yeah. and certainly with with great due of you know respect to that role. It's just incredible what these artists can do, and we've tried to pay homage to that and bring that sort of amazing computational ability into video. But mm-hmm. then for a user. They just go and they start recording video. And it could be something like their kid running across the room and suddenly it feels so much more elevated and it's just such a more precious memory because of the way that we're able to shift that focus in the scene. And so with that you know, great video capability, we've been able to do that through all of this computational horsepower, the fact that we have our own chip, um, that really brings it together so that we're able to process all this. But again, to the user, it just looks like you're taking video and right. that's all there is to it. Yeah, whether they know what they're doing or not, right. they're going to get the same quality as everybody else for sure let's circle back to macro before we bring on some of the expert macro photographers as well um first of all like have you what have you discovered through macro photography i'd love to just know like what's a moment where it kind of blew your mind 
Next. You know, one of the things that we showed early on that completely blew my mind, because I just never looked closely. You know, we just had some currency mm -hmm. that we just took the phone and got very close. And it just revealed stuff that I had never known was on there. Right. You know, stuff that just the level of detail that you can get to, I was I was blown away. Like you said, it was not just a camera, it was just sort of a window into like another world. Right. That something I you thought was a line seen is, before. Is it's just like, oh wait, that's actually typography. Yeah, right. There's yeah. actually something very lovely in here. And you know, it makes you sort of look at the world differently. Yeah. Small things, small moments catch your eye now. And you're like, you know, that could be an interesting macro photograph. That could give you a, a perspective and a new way of looking at this. Uh, and so I think that's been quite quite remarkable and demonstrated lovely with, you know, with these 10 winning photographs. Yeah, I also like that it feels like we've removed a barrier too, that as you, you know, traditionally, if, as you start getting closer to the object, it just starts going out of focus. And you realize like, oh, I guess I can't go any closer. I just have to stop moving my right. camera. Let's back up until it comes back into focus. And it just opens up that distance of like, you can just keep going, keep going. until, and, yeah, oh, yeah, I mean, yeah. absolutely, here, I'm going to look at my finger. I mean, it's like, you can just be millimeters away. I mean, you're, basically until you're touching the lens, it, it'll <laughs> still be in focus, which is really remarkable. Um, how did you guys think about that, like ease of access? Because like, you yeah. know, like I say, it's automatic by default, right? So it just turns on. Um, obviously there's some consideration in that. It's not an accident. Sure. One of the things that we wanted to enable is that people not having to go to a separate setting to say, turn on macro mode, right? And it's just, it's very natural, as you said. Normally you get close, you have a limit and you have to stop because your viewfinder gets a little bit out of focus, right? Mm -hmm. Here, we just wanted people to be able to go as close as they wanted to go. And we automatically switch to the ultra wide lens, which is what we use for macro. And then you just see suddenly it's, it's very sharp and you right. can continue to get closer. I think that was very important for us to do um, so that it was discoverable is and natural and you didn't have to think, I have to change something. I have to go in into an right. extra thing to fiddle with. Um, it just would appear like that. And I think that's what I, a lot of these photographers has enabled. They just got a little bit closer to it and saw yeah. that this, this other photo uh, view opened up. Well, and a feature that enabled it that people may not be thinking about is that it's because that lens can now autofocus, right? Correct. So before, and, and this isn't uncommon. I mean, ultra wide lenses don't, you don't need to focus them as much because as you go wider, more is naturally in focus. So that's why on the, the previous iPhones, it wasn't, it wasn't an issue if you're shooting ultra-wide. Like you can, everything, everything's basically in focus as long as it's a few feet away. Now that there's an autofocus built into that camera, um, you, you keep moving closer and all of a sudden it's starting to like pick up those closer objects. Um, so I, I don't know, I guess I'm just saying that's, that's, that's like a cool, I think, um, maybe not completely understood way that the camera works for. for yeah. Well, people. some people ask, why is it on the ultra wide? Because intuitively you think about going back right. with the ultra wide, but really it's, as you said, it's the autofocus. It's got a wider aperture that allowed us to get really close and create those macro shots. Mm -hmm. I actually, the, the, it's been a couple of years that we've had ultra wide now, but it's still, I still think of it as new. It's cause I still get. I think it's the feature on the phone that excites me the most still that I like, I remember it's there when I'm in a room and I'm like, Oh yeah, I can see this whole yeah. room. Um, how do you, how do you guys approach it? Cause also it is a, it's an extremely wide lens. Like if I compare it to other professional ultra wides, it's, is it around 13 it's millimeters, 13 millimeters yeah. which is incredibly wide. Yeah. Like that is, that is, a, that has traditionally been a rare lens. Ultra wide is often like 16 millimeters. Um, so I don't know what, what was the development of that like? Yeah. Well, certainly it allows you to get 
four times more seen when you, mm -hmm. when you back up like that. And especially if you have like the 13 Pro, now you've got this wide range that you can go from 0.5 all the way to 3X. And of course we have digital, digital zoom um, on top of that with, but it really gives you sort of like having these three lenses in one mm -hmm. and the versatility of the ultra wide now with macro, but even for video, you know, it's such a great frame to shoot like ultra wide video and being able to even let you explore with some things like slow-mo macro video. We've seen some incredible stuff right. From yeah. that, um, it's just another just outlet of a great creative tool that you have. Actually, and that's a good tip that I've experienced is when you're shooting macro in video, it's really challenging to hold every movement of the camera is very visible because you're so close to the object. So as you move around, I found that shooting slow motion like that helps you stabilize it a bit. Mm -hmm. So if you're feeling a little shaky or uh, let's say it's a flower and it's blowing in the wind, mm -hmm. the slow motion will prevent it from going in and out of frame, being in and out of yeah. focus. That's a good tip. Yeah. So if you just shoot a few seconds of 240 frames per second, it's like, you, 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 you know it. you got it. Yeah. yeah this is going to be a <laughs> and moment. it's perfect there. for small, subtle movement, something like that so close Yeah, as absolutely. Well. And how, I, so... Another thing that's kind of always, uh, I, I guess it, it hasn't always, always been there, but at this point, all of the cameras on the iPhone have, I think, all of the same capabilities too, right? Like there's, I don't think there's any features that are still missing from any of them. So like as the user, you don't have to con have that consideration of like, oh, can I, you know, do I, when do I even need to switch lenses? Like you can typically just move in and out. And now that we have both that extreme range from you know, mm -hmm. 0.5 to three times, the huge zoom range, and that focusing ability, this sort of removes all the barriers of like, if something's far away, you're gonna be able to capture it if something's close up. There isn't that, if you stand in one place, you suddenly can be seeing objects from an enormous range. Actually, that's a, that'd be an interesting thing to play with, is take a macro photo and then move all the way out to like, yeah. you know, how far you can see. Because yeah. it's a, it's really like that would be really cool. Amount. Like start far away and then just kind of move, move Come, in all, in, as all close the way into the ladybug that's on the leaf, and yeah. you'll see such a different angle for every shot like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I think anybody that hasn't tried that, try to like look for one scene where you can find all of those elements in in one area. Because, um, you know, I, I think something people often do when they're just starting with photography is zoom a lot. They'll kind mm -hmm. of stand in one place and just like zoom in and out. Um, but if you play with one lens, let's say the, the ultra wide, and just like stick to that lens for a whole day. You can start discovering whole new ways to shoot that you've never even played with before. So, yeah, that's a great tip. You know, just being able to even in the same spot, you know, try different things, um, yeah. or like you said, just go out on a day with the ultra wide, and you'll probably see a lot of creative inspiration from that new point of view. And yeah. maybe it's not maybe it's not one that you've normally used a lot, but it's there. And I think the macro challenge also sheds a little bit more light on the ultra wide and what its capabilities are. Couple the course with the rest of the camera system, which, as you said, allows you to do so much already. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I, I guess that's a great point to jump in our interviews with the winners. And thanks so much for chatting with me, Kyan. Awesome. Thank you so much, Tyler. It was a pleasure. It's awesome having Kyan on. She knows everything there is to know about the iPhone. And if you didn't hear her on the previous episode when the iPhone 13 was announced, she came on with some of the camera engineers to talk about all of the details about how it works and how they move forward with the iPhone. Next, we're going to talk to the winners of the Macro Challenge. They're coming in from all around the world, and we're all here together in New York City so we can have this chat in person. They also have completely different backgrounds. Some of them are professional photographers. Some are just hobbyists. But what's really interesting about this is that we're all working with the exact same camera, the same tool to create these images. So again, if you want to see the photos that they took, they will be links in the show notes. 
So Trevor Collins, hey, thanks for hanging out with me. This is great. Great to be here. Thanks for having me. So you won the Apple contest. You're one of the macro challenge winners. Yes. Have you entered contests previously? Have you, have you won contests before? Um, I really did not submit to really anything before. Um, this was definitely one of the first. Um, I thought, you know, might as well. I took some pictures that I really enjoyed and see what happened. And I guess it worked out pretty well. <laughs> no, absolutely. I mean, it's like an inspiring, it's a, it's good encouragement for anybody to enter contests. Definitely, like yeah. I say like, go for it. Anybody, totally, go yeah. for it. Yeah, and I mean, it, uh, it can be even helpful in like learning new techniques that maybe you wouldn't have thought of trying on your own because absolutely. all of a sudden it's like, in a, it's like a school assignment, right? Like, yeah. why you try doing the specific thing and then you kind of work at it? Right. What was it like getting your shot? Like, how did you take the photo that you did? And by the way, if anyone wants to see the photos, they'll be in show notes, so you can awesome. check them out. Um, yeah, it was a really spontaneous moment. Um, it was, you know, at my desk, the light came in, it was golden hour, so there was only a few minutes of really, that kind of really orange light. And I just thought the, the plan I had on my desk looked really cool, and I just kept capturing and seeing what I could get and got a ton of detail since it was being kind of illuminated from the back. And so it was really a, a fleeting moment. I think that's actually, that, that is a fantastic tip for anybody that wants to take those kind of leaf or plant photos is when the light comes from behind yeah. instead of trying to light it on the front, this, um, there's like this glow to it yeah. as yeah. opposed to, it, it is, it's totally different and actually worth trying to like, to see both, like put a light on the front, put it in the back. And you'll realize, like, wow, this yeah. something different. It going almost on feels here. like it's translucent or something. It really yeah, makes totally. it come to life. You know, an iPhone becomes the best camera a lot of us have had for the first time. Right. Do you use a bigger camera sometimes, or is the iPhone like your go-to? Yeah, I used to use a bigger camera, but I would say every year passing, I use it less and less, just because I always have my iPhone with me, and it's obviously a much lighter device to carry with me. And right. so having pocket. the versatility of the lenses too, is just so easy to flip between and get different compositions. Right, for sure. Do you, are there any particular apps you go to? Like, do you, did you edit this photo? Do you often edit your photos before you post them? Yeah, I definitely edit my photos. This one I edit a little bit. I did some retouching in Pixelmator and then just some tweaks in the Photos app. But I definitely like to frequent the Visco app for some color edits. And then I also use Lightroom because I love their perspective tools. Sure, yeah. yeah. Uh, Visco is still my like go-to for the presets especially. They understand what film looked like the right, best, yeah. I feel like. And then I think, yeah, you're also right that like Lightroom and, and Pixel, I mean both. So Lightroom is <laughs> the other one. I don't use Pixelmator that often, mm -hmm. but Lightroom is just so deep for its ability of like, yeah. you can really do everything in there. If, if you can think of it, you can do it. Um, and did you, did you use more than one on this? Like, was it pixel, like, did you put multiple layers of processing or? Um, for my image, it was just a little bit of retouching in Pixelmator and then some edits and photos. Um, right. so I didn't quite use, um, Lightroom or the other apps for this sure. one. Didn't push it as far. I mean, which I think is something that's interesting about the, all the, all the winners is that they're all like, they feel pretty natural of what comes out of an iPhone, Absolutely. which is is pretty cool because you know most people don't most people don't filter their photos most people just like take what they right. take what they got and and um, kind of work with that. Do you had you ever used a macro lens before like a, like a big you know I have never used a traditional macro lens. I did experiment a while ago with like the clip on lenses for a phone, but like for a DSLR, yeah. never. What was it like using the clip-ons that uh, used to be around? It was a little challenging because I was definitely getting used to like, you know, how close you have to be to really get it in focus since it's such a fine field right. of view. Um, but it was it was really fun to see the new perspective, but I definitely enjoyed having it built into the phone. I don't have to carry something else with me as well. Oh, yeah, that's something I didn't actually think about that. But when you're using the adapter, there's probably less in focus than on the ultra-wide because the ultra-wide lens, th that lens has deep depth of field. Everything right. is always more in focus. Yeah. So as you come in closer... Um, I mean, it's a funny thing about macro photography that 
even in the professional world, you have to usually stop down your lens, like make it like F10 or F11 right. so that anything's in focus. Yeah. So you're from Boston. Yes. And do you have any like favorite spots to go in the city? It's a city I've never been to and desperately want to check out. Where, like, where do you like to go and shoot? Yeah, I definitely recommend the Harvard Arboretum. It's a really nice um, location with a ton of, you know, nature. It's like a park within the city. Um, you can get some really cool shots there, whether it's macro or anything else. Yeah, yeah. And I, th those are the kinds of places I love is when there's, uh, you can look close or far and everything is there. Sometimes there's those Instagram spots and you right. get there and it's like, oh, there's only one angle. That, Everybody's yeah, standing absolutely. in the same <laughs> spot. I think it's way more interesting where the whole environment around you is something yeah it's cool absolutely you know? and it definitely fits it yeah and how do you kind of like approach that like are you going out to with, with the intention of shooting or do you just have your phone and so you take a photo i would say a lot of times it's just i have my phone with me i really enjoy you know on weekends just going around the city and seeing wherever i end up and just taking pictures as i go mm -hmm. so a lot of times it's not planned or i don't have anything in mind i'll just see what i can capture and then at the end of the day if i look at my photos and i have one that i like i Go with that. Right. Well, how many photos do you feel like you take a day? Like if you're, it's a day of taking photos. How many photos do you think you take? A day of taking photos, I'd probably take around like 200. Okay. And then how many, do you remember how many you took for the contest photo? For the contest, I think I took between 50, 70 to 75. And then I submitted cool. four. I mean, I bet that sounds like a lot to most people. I, I yeah. think a lot of people just come and they take, the, they think they, they see it and they take a photo and they're like, I took the photo. Right. But I think it's really helpful to just be like, you know what, maybe I'll take three or four more from slightly different angles or Definitely, yeah. try to get people not to blink. Like reframe, keep taking pictures, just keep clicking, you know, obviously it's so fast to take pictures on an iPhone, so I yeah. just keep going. <laughs> yeah. And it's, I mean, the, the size of them is like not that big. You can fit right. a ton of them on a phone. So I just always, I think of them as free effectively. Yeah, definitely. Later you can go through and delete the ones you didn't use and just keep the, the ones that turned out. How old are you, by the way? I'm 23. Cool. Wow. So, I mean, this is this is like a pretty cool thing to be happening when <laughs> yeah, you're just, a, just starting your photo career. Pretty crazy experience. <laughs> yeah. Do you imagine going, like, what would you like to do next with photography? Do you have any kind of goals of what being a photographer could mean to you? I guess I don't really have any goals right now. I just really want to keep it incorporated into my life as a passion and just whenever I can take pictures, just capture what I like. Right. Yeah. That's, I mean, I encourage that too. Yeah. Um, when you're using the, did, did you use the camera app, like the default camera yes. app to shoot it? That's, that's really cool. And I, I use that for most things too. Mm -hmm. Are, do you have any advice in terms of settings? Like do you customize much when you're shooting or do you just default press the button? I definitely play around a little bit with the exposure tool. Um, mm -hmm. I think one thing that's like a big tip that I do a lot is if I take a picture, even if I didn't anticipate doing this, I'll use all the lenses. So if I just want to take a picture with a wide lens, right. I'll still force myself to take them with the ultra wide and the telephoto just to kind of expand and see what perspectives I didn't think of. Yeah, no, that's really good advice because um, I, I found when I was getting started that discovering like what does each lens really, mm, how is it different? Right, you know? yeah. like what, how does it communicate something different emotionally? Or, you know, yeah, like I, I don't even th think you need to like think of it in really artistic terms, just like, each lens feels different. Right. And when you look at the image, it makes you feel different. So yeah. <laughs> it's totally worth finding those specific differences Absolutely. for everybody. Thanks so much, Trevor. Thank you for having me. Hi, so I've got Ashley Lee up next. Uh, you also won the macro challenge. Um, thanks for coming on. Thanks for talking to me. Of course. Um, so you're a photographer. You uh, come from San Francisco. 
Um, how, how old are you actually? Like how long have you been doing this? Uh, I'm 24. I just turned 24. Yeah. I've oh, been cool. taking pictures since like all the way back in elementary school would kind of experiment with a disposable camera that my parents would buy my brother and I every summer for us to just experiment on. Um, and yeah, just been able to, uh, take a lot of photos throughout the year. I think getting an iPhone when I was in middle school, um, definitely helped me develop my photography skills. Cause I could just take a high volume of pictures and could take photos wherever I went. I didn't have to rely on having like a traditional camera with me. Um, and then when I was a freshman in high school, that's kind of where I got really into photography and would use like a DSLR camera as well to take pictures. Oh, cool. Good to know. Um, and by the way, I recommend anybody doing a disposable camera experiment because they're still fun. Even, yeah, even when sure. we have iPhones, something completely different to it. For anybody that wants to see your photos, what is your Instagram account? Uh, it's ashley.photo. That is very simple. Good, yes. good, good finding. Yeah, no, got, got lucky. Good I feel like I claimed the title early. Yeah, yeah, that's nice. Um, so you have been taking photos before. Uh, you said you've worked with some bigger cameras. Had you ever used like a large macro lens before? Is this? The... I, ha- I have used a macro lens. Oh, cool. I don't use it too often. I think the iPhone just makes it so much simpler. So right. haven't used it in a while. And the photo that you submitted was some strawberries with bubbles all over them. I, yes. it, it's hard to tell exactly <laughs> what, like, what's going on with it. I know that uh, like I'm imagining it's a carbonated drink or something, but like describe the shooting process. Like how did you take the photo? Sure. Um, yeah, I think with the COVID-19 pandemic, I've been stuck at home a lot more and so have been kind of experimenting with taking pictures of just things I have around the house. So uh, when I saw that Apple had this macro challenge, I walked into my kitchen, opened my fridge and saw that we had some fruit and some cans of soda. And I had seen previous uh, photo concepts that had kind of combined the two and created a really interesting photo concept. So I decided to try it out for myself using the iPhone. Um, so I also grabbed like a clear vase and a piece of black paper to use as a background. Right. Um, and poured soda inside the vase and dropped the strawberry in um, and just waited and the bubble was formed. <laughs> it just happened. And, yeah. And then um, got the photo with the iPhone. Amazing. Were you doing anything intentional for lighting or did it just... No, yeah. Just natural lighting. By a window kitchen, or kitchen, something. Kitchen house good lighting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool. No, it turned out... I mean, I think something that uh, you that you did that turned out really great is the fact that there's the bubbles is so much of why it becomes interesting. Like mm-hmm. if it was just floating in still water, the water would become invisible, right? Yes. So instead you've got this like extra texture to it where the light can kind of sparkle on it. Yeah. I think it like adds a lot of dimensionality to it and it makes the photo feel more three-dimensional. Yeah. And when, when you're taking photos like that often, do you, are, are like, how often are you planning? Do you, do you do other photo shoots since the macro challenge or is it like often just sort of discovering things around you? Yeah, I think a lot of it is just experimental. Um, sometimes I'll be like, oh, it looks like today's going to be a good sunset. So I'll like go to the beach and take pictures. But other than that, a lot of it is just more spontaneous. And um, if I see something that seems like you'd make an interesting photo subject, I'll grab my phone or camera and take a picture of it. Cool. Do you, do you go places with the intention of like you just spend the whole time sh- shooting photos or is it just kind of capturing life that's already around you. Um, yeah. And I think a lot of it is just capturing life and just capturing memories that are happening. Um, yeah. Awesome. Um, what did you actually take the photo with the, the default camera app that's just like built into the phone, I'm guessing? Yes. Yeah. I just use the photos or the, yeah, the camera app. I think the iPhone does a lot like of it for you. It's just very automatic. You can just kind of bring your phone up to whatever object you want to take a Mac photo of and it just switches to the lens and yeah, just snap a picture. Yeah, no, that's kind of the nice thing I find too. Like I, you know, I, 
we're using cameras right now to film that have all these settings, but you don't need to fiddle with them and you're still going to get a good result. Yeah, so. exactly. iPhone makes it very simple. Yeah, yeah. Did you do any editing to your photo afterwards? I did, yeah. I just used the Photos app on the phone. I think oh, the nice. editor makes it, again, very easy to use because you can just slide and adjust the settings to your liking. If you don't like the changes, you can very easily just revert the changes. Um, and I think the edits really enhance the photo and kind of make like the bubbles and everything uh, feel more like defined. Right. What are some example, like what are some settings you like to play with? Um, usually first I'll like click on the auto and kind of see, <laughs> see, what, it see what it does. Yeah. Uh, then maybe I'll turn it, uh, sometimes it's good. Um, sometimes I'll turn it back off and then, um, yeah, I, I like to like adjust like the brilliance. I feel like that can really change a photo. Mm -hmm. Originally, like my photo had like the reflection of the glass. And I think by turning down the brilliance, I was able to get rid of the oh. reflection. Um, so it was there originally. That's, that's yeah, it was there originally. Yeah. So I think that that's also what makes the photo feel very cool. It just seems like it's kind of in a black box. Right. Um, yeah. And just messing with like the definition to again, like make the strawberry and the bubbles really defined, I think also really helped uh, make the photo what it is. So you were saying that the photo that you took was inspired by the things that you had seen. Where do you find that inspiration typically? Um, yeah, I think I look at Instagram for a lot of my photos. Of course, yeah. Um, I think just, yeah, following people who take different kinds of photos or if like, I like to follow people who are in San Francisco because um, they can help me like discover other places to take pictures of. When you're taking iPhone photos, do you have any advice, any tips or tricks about that other people could use to make your photos turn out a little better? Um, I think just being very experimental and not being afraid to take bad photos um, is a good tip. I like to kind of experiment with the different lenses, like um, taking a zoom picture, taking a macro photo and seeing how that changes the shot. I think the iPhone is great in that it's also just very small and like lightweight. So you can just really stick it in random places right, yeah. and try a lot of different angles. And I think that um, by just experimenting a lot of the times you can get really interesting photos that you maybe didn't expect to take. Yeah. And I mean, it's sometimes with a bigger camera, you actually can't put the, exactly. the, the camera there. It just does not fit yeah. in the space. <laughs> or another example, if you're shooting overhead, a bigger camera is heavier to try mm -hmm. to like hold and get it straight. The iPhone will have that little like crosshair that exactly, really helps yeah. you line it up. So yeah, it can like, like you said, do a lot of the work for you. Do you uh, play around with the video settings on your phone at all? Do you take many videos? Take videos sometimes, definitely not as often as photos. I, I do like taking, or I have like the live photo setting like always on, on okay, my phone. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just because I feel like sometimes you like maybe just miss the moment and the live photos will capture it. And sometimes the video is fun to watch just because you can see where you like freeze frame the moment. So sometimes I'll create videos from like the live photos I take. Oh yeah, actually I'd like to know more about how do you, how do you use the live photos? Like do you watch them as a live photo or do you like extract it into a video later or do you choose a different frame to become the photo? Like what's... Kind of depends on the photo. I think right. like... Just more versatile. Yeah, one that like I recently took was like seagulls were just like flying everywhere and obviously they're moving really, really fast. Yep. And so I took a whole bunch of pictures um, and then I would just like watch like the live photo. When you take like multiple in succession, it will just like combine them all into like a really long video mm -hmm. um, and just see if there's any um, frames that make a more interesting photo um, or see if the video looks really interesting as well. Um, and I think just seeing the movement too of the video can make the photo like, like they complement each other well. When you see a potential photo that you think you're going to love, how many photos do you typically take of it to make like, do you, to make sure you've got it? Mm -hmm. Um, I think it can really vary. It can be one and done. Sometimes it can take like hundreds of photos. It really depends on the shot. For this macro challenge, I think I took around like 20 to 30 just because 
um, the strawberry or my pictures of the strawberry and the soda and it was the strawberry would be like bobbing on the water so right. it's moving and obviously my hand is not also the most steady so just taking lots of pictures to make sure that the photo would be the sharpest it can be yeah. Um, yeah. was effective amazing cool well thanks so much Ashley I Thank really you. appreciate you coming in and yeah, nice sharing you. your tips of course all right next we got Guido Casanelli hello hello good morning good morning welcome to New York it's great Thank to you for meet having you me. congratulations thanks a lot for the this. contest so just to start, um, tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, how long have you been doing photography? Well, I've been doing photography since uh, I started surfing, like 15 years ago. When you play a sport in nature, you realize how beautiful is everything. How uh, to watch a sunrise or a sunset. And when I finished school, like four months later, my mom for my 18th birthday, she gave me a small camera and I started shooting. Amazing. Yeah. I mean, there's a reason that surfing is in a lot of commercials because like it just looks good, right? It's, it's, it's a beautiful subject no matter. And feels good. I've heard. I mean, I haven't, I haven't done it myself. You had to so. try. Yeah, I, I look at everybody doing it. I'm like, this seems fun. But then I, I'm too busy with my camera gear and I don't swim out into the water. You had to some time for enjoying surfing. Someday it will happen. I will teach you. I'm a surf oh, instructor. that'd be amazing. Well, where are you from? I'm from Argentina. I was born in Mar del Plata. It's a small town, like for four hours away from Buenos Aires, mm-hmm. uh, and it's beautiful. I, I can imagine it's beautiful. I've got, I've got to pull it up on Google, and then I'll know. And your, your winning photo, which uh, if anybody wants to see it, is in the show notes. What is it of? I can't entirely tell at first What do you look. think it is? Uh, I mean, it looks like blown glass to me. Like It's sea glass. Sea glass. Oh, yes. right. It's so like small pieces of windows or yeah. jars yeah. that travel a lot of miles in the ocean to reach beaches of the world. And the shot was taken in Italy, in a small place called Soagli. The town is full of colors, so I think uh, that emotional baggage is on the photo. Oh, and was it just discovered? Did you just find them as they are in the photo, or did you prepare them in a precise way? I was just enjoying a sunset, walking on the beach, and I just collect some pieces. And yes, I think I I, I had to try with the new 13 Pro Max and in macro mode. And I just dropped some water from the ocean to pop the colors mm-hmm. and to make that surface t- tension you can a- appreciate. And it turns out great. Yeah, there's something very interesting that happens when any surface gets wet. Like, I don't know, we're renovating a house right now and we're like staining our deck. And just like putting something wet completely changes the texture, like brings out the texture darkens the colors, makes them richer. So that's an interesting difference because it would be a completely different photo. Yes, if it's dry. Yeah, yes. yeah absolutely. It'd be a lot absolutely. more like pale. And, and the special detail is that the sun was very close to the horizon. So when you put your phone above the sea glass, the sun rays infuse the sea glass mm, right. because it's on the right. Well, and that's a challenge with macro photography sometimes is the where the light's coming from because... Okay. If it's behind the camera, you're just shading it as you put it over top. That's true. So, um, I mean, we were talking about plant photography before, and then it's nice when it comes from behind. But yours is just coming hard from the side. Yes. No modification. It's just... And it's uh, shining on the ocean. Yeah. So it's oh, right. got, Yes. So there's like that bounced light coming from the water That's as well. Bit, yeah. No, that's amazing. Um, do you do traditional photography with bigger cameras too, or is it... I do, yes. Okay. And but like... Ten months ago, I decided to sell everything. Wow, big yeah, move! To get on the road again, to travel, and I came to the states in July to buy a van, 
and live the van life. Amazing. For, wow. I think three or four months. That's a huge change. Yeah, from LA, I went all the way through Oregon. And when I was coming back in San Francisco, I bought the 13 Pro the most Max. beautiful road trip. In the I world. love it, yeah. man. I want to do it all over again yeah, next, yeah. next year. That's really cool. So now that's the only camera that you're shooting with. Yes. What do you do? You miss the big cameras, I mean, or is it just a relief to get rid of them? Or are there, I mean, there must be some moments where you're like, "Ah, oh, this would be great for." You know, when you're traveling, every pound counts. Yeah. And the iPhone just do it great. It's not even a pound. So. Yes. <laughs> and you got it on your pocket every time, so it's like. Whew, yeah, of you're course. Ready to go. The fact that it's available makes a huge difference. Um, do you have any, like, do you often shoot macro? Do you kind of use all the lenses equally or do you have like a, a favorite that you always go to? No, this is what, this was my first time with micro mode. Yeah. Yes. Right. Because the camera was new to you. So, right. So you yeah. hadn't really tried it. Had you used it in your traditional photography? Did you have a macro, macro mode? No. Right. Cause I mean, this, this is, this is what I've found so interesting about getting macro on these phones is most people never had any experience with macro any before because they're super expensive, uh, like kind of unwieldy, you have to, like they're they're challenging to use typically. Yes, and now you just kind of like move your phone closer and it starts working, so which is pretty cool. That's great. Um, which did you use the default camera app to shoot them or? Yes, with the camera that came to the iPhone. And did you modify any settings? Uh, did you edit it, the image I afterwards? Used the um, photo styles. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay, in the cool. camera. Yeah, the, the, yes. new, which is a new feature. So it's a new feature. I, I think people are still trying to figure out how they want to use it. I love it. It. it works really good, really good. Right. I love to bring up the warmness a little bit. And I also use the photo filters, mm -hmm. the first one. And uh, just turns out really good. Oh, that's cool. So it was modified, but before you took the photo, so you could see yes. what exactly how you're taking it instead of changing it later. Because the light of the of the the color of the light of, from the sun, mm -hmm. it gets a little bit of warm. Right. So you had to correct that yeah. in order to appreciate what you are seeing or oh. photographing. Perfect. So you travel a lot. I mean, I love traveling too. Tell me more about it. I mean, I could ask you why you love to, but that's usually self-evident. But like, what are some things you really love about traveling? Mm, I love to travel because you are constantly like uh, exposed to different feelings, mm. to know new people, new places, landscapes, new food. And I just love to put my clothes on a suitcase and start to a, a new destination. It's a great feeling. Are you often traveling by yourself? Are you alone when you travel? I love traveling by myself. Wow, right? that's, it's a very different experience. Yes. Um, I love to travel with my friends, mm -hmm. with my family, with my girlfriends. Girlfriend. <laughs> yep. At the time, I'm yep. single now. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I really enjoy traveling alone. Sure, yeah. It's a, you end up also making a lot more friends when you travel alone. Yes, because, because you are open. Exactly. And every new experience. it's amazing even that difference between being in your own city. You know, when you're at home, there is that, uh, you're in your routine, you're much more closed off. And as soon as you're in a completely new environment and a restaurant, you've never been to anything. Every Everything is new and you're so much more inviting to experiences and people. And it, Well, I got that feeling yesterday when I arrived to New York City. It's my first time here. And... You got that feeling when you get out of the of the airport. It it's like welcoming you, and you can only feel that traveling. What's well, another thing is you are currently traveling. It's not just something you usually do. You're doing it right now, and that's interesting. That's your first time here too. Like what 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 are some of your first impressions? Because 
this city inspires me a lot for photography. I had to spend more time yeah. and shoot a lot in yeah. New York City. Yeah, right? you've just you've just. I done, want like, to go with you and so take far. photos, man. Oh, cool. I just yeah. appreciate your YouTube channel and all the info oh, you got. Awesome, thanks. I'm thanks a for big fan it. of your work. Oh, that's great. So yeah, congratulations. How, are you going to have a chance to do some photography here? Do you have enough time to like? Are you going to walk around? Let's go now. Okay, this shit, this, this is over. Let's yeah. go. <laughs> um, I'd love to know like what else you can offer to other people too about how they can how they can improve their photography as well. First of all, what's your Instagram account so people can find it? My Instagram is lion.ph, like lion.ph. Mm -hmm. I got my own surfboards brand that is called Lion Surfboards. Oh, awesome. That's why they start telling me Lion, Lion, right, Lion. Right. That's my nickname. Cool. And uh, I got my lion here. Yeah. And a piece of sea glass on it. O on brand. Perfect. And advice for photography. Well, I am a, also a photography teacher. Oh, so you have a lot of advice. <laughs> yes. Uh, I love to teach photography because it's like you can freeze a moment kind of for eternity, mm -hmm. otherwise gone, and to relive it in some way because you can almost smell the older the this this you can smell what you were doing in that yeah. time got that that sensation again and if we go together we are four people to the same spot with the same light yeah. and with the same main character with the same light yeah you get four different photos yeah and that's the beauty of photography yeah i think so too is there anybody that you inspires you that you would want to point anybody towards uh, I got a lot of inspiration. Maybe Chris Borkart. Okay. He's from the States. Yeah. He do really good photography. Uh, Harry Benson also. Uh, my father. Oh, my father is yeah. a great photographer. Nice. That's yeah. so. To give yeah, that I definitely really that definitely gives you a bit of a shortcut to understanding it better. Yes, a lot. Um, how much do you bring your phone near the ocean? Like, how how wet do you let your iPhone get? Because uh, it's you know the, it, there's like a waterproof rating, but you know when I'm near the ocean, I'm always like, I don't know how much I want it. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's try to. Uh, I will buy for sure before I leave New York City, a case to bring mm. the iPhone into In the water. Case, yeah, yes. yeah I'd, if you're going to really soak it, it should absolutely and have the, another case. Yeah, I think salt water is not the same as real Exactly, water. yeah. Yeah, because I think people see the, the, you know, the waterproof rating when they first get their phone, but they don't realize that as your phone ages as well, just having it in your pocket like, kind of bends the metal just enough that gradually, you know, it's not as waterproof a few years in as when you first bought it. It's so like, you should always assume there is going to be some way that the water could get in. So like, just, and the water is tricky. Yeah, the less the better. I lost cameras in the water. Yeah. But I mean, a really nice thing with phones as well. Actually, well, this reminds me of a story for me. We were going to take photos at this tiny little island that we could only swim out to from the shore, and the and, it, the, it, and this was incredibly salty water. So the only camera that could have gotten out there is an iPhone that I like put in a bag and held over my head the whole time we were swimming. <laughs> and, um, you know, it opens up an opportunity that I just wouldn't have with a big camera. But, but do you ever take big cameras into the water too? Like do you yes. use underwater yes, housing I for that as well? Mm -hmm. Why would you choose, when do you choose a larger camera versus an iPhone? Like what are each best for in your world? Um, well, the iPhone performs really well with mm -hmm. camera, also with video. I shoot a lot right. of video. And I'm trying to change. I'm like in an impasse for DSLR photography. Mm -hmm. 
But yeah, I just love my yacht. Well, yeah, so that's the thing. You said you sold all your gear. Are you going to buy more? Are you going to go back eventually? Is this a permanent thing? I don't thing? know. Just gonna... I don't have camera right now. I just my iPhone. Yeah. And that's I'm that's really amazing. I've been in the States. I've been to Italy, Spain, Portugal. I've been to Nazare. Uh, I visited my family in Argentina for 10 days. And here we are in New York City. Wow. That's, all just that's amazing. with the yeah. iPhone. Absolutely. Do you need to, like, does your phone fill up? Did you buy a like big enough size that it's just? I got two got room on six yeah. giga. Yeah, but yeah, I got an iCloud for two terabytes. Right. So do you? How often do you delete the photos on your phone too? Do you uh, clear maybe them out over? one two months. Okay. I got like so you don't go through and you like thousand now photos. Yeah, a lot. Right. Content. So there's but no I way love you can it just have it. building it up forever because eventually. Yes. Yeah. Right. Cool. Sure. Well, I, I super appreciate the chat, and hopefully we can go take some photos soon. I hope to. It's my dish art. Yeah. Abik Mandal, thank you so much for coming on today. Thank you for having me. Um, so you are one of the winners of the macro contest. So first of all, congratulations. Thank you. It's very exciting for you. Um, do you take a lot of photography or is this just a hobby for you? Yeah, it's a hobby and it started off actually in 2018. And before that, I used to take photos, but not I, I didn't used to read the technical details of it and how to take a photo. But mm-hmm. I was visiting to um, Alaska that time to witness Northern Lights and I wanted to capture it. And from there, actually, I started my journey of photography as a hobby. Right. Though it's not my primary job, my my primary job is something else. And, but I put my heart and soul into it and I I tried to capture and it started off as an affair and it's right now a rock solid match of four years. Oh, no, that's amazing. Yeah. I mean, that's how it starts for all of us. You see something amazing and you want to capture it and get better at capturing the next thing. Yeah. Um, and where are you from? So you said you were traveling to Alaska, but... Yeah, I'm originally from India. Oh, cool. And and where are you living now? Right now I'm living in New Jersey, New Hanford. Oh, cool. Well, and that's where the photo was taken? Yes, at home. So tell me, yeah, a little more about that process, okay. how you got the photo. Yeah, uh, actually, uh, I bought the iPhone, my iPhone uh, 13 in December. Mm-hmm. I was not an iPhone, Apple user. I was an Android user, and last year, actually, uh, during pandemic, I was not able to go outside of the home. I, I mainly focus, focus on landscape photography, astrophotography, and all, but during pandemic, I was staying at home. So mm-hmm. that time, I decided I have to do something at home only. So <laughs> We all can relate. Yeah. 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 So uh, I, I was actually confused between, should I go for a super telephoto lens? I, by the way, I, I take photos in DSLR, so, okay, so I, yeah. was deci- I was confused between, should I buy a super telephoto lens or a macro lens for DSLR. Mm-hmm. But I settled down with super telephoto lens that time. And I was waiting for, because uh, for a uh, macro lens, it's approximately $900. So I yeah. didn't want to spend that. And I was waiting for some phone or something like that, if I can get it. And Apple launched it in October. And somehow I bought it in December. And then I started macro photography. Yeah, so using, uh, for the price of a macro lens almost. You can, yeah, you know, exactly. And, and the thing is, that's what I, I was mentioning to someone that uh, uh, right now, nowadays, actually, all the smartphones have evolved their cameras in such a way and they are putting all the cameras, I mean, super telephoto lens, regular lens, and right now iPhone has macro lens. So yeah. in a single device and you can, it's a super light, you can yeah. carry it everywhere. How did you learn to get better at photography? What have you done? To I, I, uh, uh, as I said, honestly speaking, that I started off with a DSLR. So I started learning about all the manual things and all the technical details like exposure, ISO, mm-hmm. and everything I started learning. Was that from YouTube videos or yes, books? Yes, or? yes, self-taught YouTube okay. videos yeah. and internet articles and everything. And the best part of uh, iPhone, or means any phone actually, any smartphone, is that you do not have to worry about the technical details. It takes care of it. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. and you just tap it and get your photo. So it's easier for everyone. Means right. who, who are interested in photography, they are anyways will take it in manual mode. Like probably I do that like yeah. that way. But uh, for everyone else, like my wife, she doesn't she doesn't want to learn all the technical details. So. She most, actually takes, yeah. most people don't. Yeah. Well, and if somebody is looking to get into bigger photography, eventually you can. There's lots of apps out there that expose all the settings that the iPhone camera is using, right? right so right. you can tell here's my shutter speed, here's my ISO, right? Because right. you don't have to know what they right. are, right? Right. But you can start making making fast mistakes, right? So you just experiment right. and see what comes right. out of it. And, and the autofocus feature of it. I sorry to cut you off, yeah, but yeah. just to add the autofocus feature of it means you just just click it on a certain point and, and it focus it, it, and it gets and it tracks. Yes. Yeah. Yes. When it comes to macro photography, yeah. are there any specific challenges? Anything that is you know harder than if you're taking say a landscape or uh, yeah uh, I, I get I get this question a lot actually because I was explaining yesterday to someone that for a, a landscape photography or any photogra- macro photography and aerial photography I will say these two genres are a bit different because you do not see the perspective mm. uh, because for landscape photography or uh, street photography you have the frame in your in front of you but uh, for aerial photography uh, until you f- fly a drone you do not know how how will it look from aerial view perspective right. f- from macro also until you get up close to a uh, object uh, you do not know means uh, it opens a new world when you get close to a object yeah so. i'm just looking at my hand now realizing so. <laughs> i can't focus as close as the phone does right. like i think my focus goes out maybe right. like 3 inches but the phone's going to focus up to a few millimeters. It yeah. goes incredibly close. I think close. it's half inch for iPhone. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, I tried. I, I didn't try. It's, uh, the specification, I read it's half inch. But I actually, while taking the sunflower shot, I was getting close to it. I didn't, of course, while you were taking a photo, you do not measure, measure the distance. You're just focusing. Of course, yeah, it. just guessing. But, so, yeah. um, well, there's also a way to, if you want to get even closer as well, there's an app called Halide that has like super macro that'll kind of like crop in a little bit more and like enhance the sharpness of it. That's actually... Just, oh, I so, didn't know about it. Yeah, it's cool. It's nice to know. So it's, what is the name of the app? It's Halide, so H-A-L-I-D-E. And Halide. It's, um, it just offers, kind of, it pushes the macro further and it's doing some cropping and stuff. So like give up a, a hair of image quality, but it looks... It just makes anything I'll that you're looking at up close. It's totally worth Thank playing you. with. Yeah, yeah. Um, and speaking of apps, did you edit the yes. photo at all yes. afterwards? I, I do post processing. I generally uh, I used to prefer a Photos app. I have Adobe Lightroom as well. Oh, uh, the great. subscription yeah. of it. So either or, I, it's not means I, it, there is no rule that I will be going to use it in Photos app or uh, the um, Lightroom app. Um, uh, this particular photo was edited in Photos app, by the way. Okay, but you're editing on your phone? Yes, in phone. Okay, phone, cool. So. And I, yeah. I have the Lightroom uh, mobile version as well. So. Oh, yeah. okay. So what did you do to this photo? Uh, means editing? Per- yes. Yeah. yeah, so I used the sharpness and I played with the com- color, means the saturation of it, and increased the highlight, uh, sorry, the, uh, down the highlight a bit and increase the shadows. And right, yeah. yeah. Like that, yeah. I think that's actually... I try to keep it simple. Yeah, yeah, of course. I mean, the the most basic changes will often make the biggest yeah, yeah. impression, like exposure and white balance. Right. If you just play with those, get those right. And I'd actually say, like, a common thing that I see a lot is a, a lot of people could expose a little bit darker than they typically do, like bringing either, like you're saying, the highlights down right. or the mid tones right. a little bit down. Right. Uh, often people are just, tr- they're trying to, they feel like bright is, brighter is better. Right. But sometimes it 
it, 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 it can feel richer and the colors right. come out more if you just right. go a Put little. Right, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It depends on the taste, actually, of the person who is doing it. I love yeah. to do uh, a little bit underexposed. I, I love that. Right, yeah, nice. And also with the, the highlights especially, that's the, the, the middle can be wherever you want it to taste, but I love to not have the highlights pure white right? so that they aren't the same as the, let's say, the background color of the iPhone app. And a lot of the reason of that or why I think about it is that when we would do, say, film photography, and if you have a print and you put it on a white table, you can see the print on the table. There's a difference, right? right. Whereas if you, um, if it just disappeared into the table, you can tell it's fake. You can tell it's digital. So, right, right. I, don't know, that's, I agree. That's how I think I of it anyway. Yeah. Yeah. What inspires you for photography? Like, what do you see that makes you excited to go out and take I, more photos? I, I actually used to follow Nat Geo, and my previous, some of my photos were actually published in Nat Geo. Oh, I follow, amazing. I, I love, actually, I, I love astrophotography more, mm -hmm. the, the best part of that, and I follow Babak Freshi from Nat Geo. Oh, so okay. And do, I love that do, person. Do yeah. you take night photos on your phone yes, as well? Yes. That's been one of the yes. like, in, best features. In, in fact, I bought this phone, I got the phone in my hand on 22nd December, if I'm not wrong, mm -hmm. 26 December I was in the city and I took a, f a shot of uh, Empire State Building that was lit up in red, gre red, green and white, the Christmas right. color. Yeah, yeah. And I took the shot. It, it was a three seconds exposure. Mm -hmm. I was holding it in hand. Yeah. No and tripod. it was, yeah, without a tripod, you're right. And it was super sharp. Yeah. I was like three Ow. seconds and I'm holding it <laughs> yeah, in yeah. hand. Oh, wow. There's this amazing thing it seems to do where it takes... Um, some kind of first photo of the brightest parts and gets them sharp. And, and you can see it happen if you take a really long exposure. You'll see all the brightest things just pop into focus and they are now sharp. And then gradually the blacks, the dark part of the image, slowly get more exposed and they start to raise up. Right. And it's kind of filling them into just the, I don't, I don't know how it works, but it's, it's completely I different didn't. from a regular camera. Right. A normal camera is not like that. Yeah, in normal camera actually, uh, I know, I'm sure you tried that. If I go d below 120 seconds shutter speed, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's shaky. It's Always blurred. blurred. Yeah. It's blurred. But here I am holding it in my hand with three seconds exposure. And yeah, I, I was doing that last night, hand. actually, just as we were walking around the streets. Yeah. Um, you know, it's kind of that time where the light, uh, the sky is like dark blue and just before the sun is uh -huh. gone. And I'm just, I'm just like pointing in different directions, like very casually. And every photo is turning out, even though it's actually really dark out yeah. and I couldn't quite get those images with a bigger camera I would actually need a right. tripod, you need a tripod, a tripod to make yeah. it work so I, yeah I always That's appreciate super that cool, yeah. well thanks so much for coming and congratulations again on thank winning you, the contest for having me. Yeah. Dania Ola thank you so much for coming it's great to meet you thank you for having me um so you entered this macro photography contest have you entered contests before or is this the first time it's my first time that's amazing well congratulations thank you very much and do you do a lot of photography? Do you do it professionally or is this just for fun? Uh, it's professionally. I uh, have always been interested in photography. But 10 years ago, I started by studying uh, at YouTube and then I studied at university. Well, which one's the better teacher? Because I learned more from YouTube. But <laughs> uh, in university. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, maybe I should still go then. Um, and where are you from as well? That'd be good to know. Uh, I'm from Budapest, Hungary. Nice. And have you been to New York before? My first time in oh, New York. Cool. That's yes. fun. Well, hopefully you can take some great photos yes. while you're here too. Yes. Tomorrow. When you are taking the photo that you did for the contest, what did you do for, for this photo for the macro contest? How did you take that one? I used one spotlight, studio light. Mm -hmm. How many photos did you take to get one that you liked? A lot. 
for my Lily photos, I took more than 50. Even though nothing is moving, nothing is changing, looking for macro photos, what are other interesting subjects to take photos of? Like, what, what do you see that makes uh, an interesting close-up? The new iPhone macro lens has opened a new world for me. Eyes are very cool to look at in macro. The colors, crazy, mm-hmm. very crazy. And the textures are uh, very cool to see, and uh, they look amazing. Yeah, completely different when you're close yes. than what you see in normal life. It just changes into a different world as you get closer and closer yes. to it. Yes. Yeah, new, new world. Amazing. Well, Daniel, thank you so much for talking much. to me, and congratulations thanks on winning. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thank you. Thanks. So let's see what we can learn. This is a really cool experience, being able to talk to so many photographers all at once. And like a reminder that it's not just the professionals or the YouTubers that I have on here that are creating the work that we love on Instagram. Like it's you guys, it's just like normal people that pick up a camera and follow their passion. So hopefully you learned something today. I'll see you guys in the next episode.